today is uh, to, uh, Wednesday, and it is the 10th of May in the year 2006. I can't believe May's half over, Alan. I know. It's I want fun. to share a spiritual message here. I've done this one before. Phil, fear of the will of God is one of the strangest beliefs the human mind has ever made. Uh, we'll, we'll, tread. we'll change the word God to Creator. Fear of the will of Creator is one of the strangest beliefs the human mind has ever made. So thank you for being here tonight, Alan. Yeah, it's a pleasure, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I almost missed getting on line on time, folks, because I was just having a little chit-chat with Alan. I get into my idle chatter. I think that, that would be a very appropriate word, wouldn't it, Alan? Oh, yeah. Idle chatter. That's it. Mm -hmm. And Alan said, it's 9 o'clock. You better call in. Mm -hmm. I hope you've had a nice day. We've been having beautiful weather here, folks. Um, I watched Al Alan has two new vi videos uh, on his website at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And um, when we've talked in the past, he talks about the spraying there. Alan, how far from the Canadian border, the southern Canadian border, how far north are you? Oh, quite a few hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. five. Oh, yeah, I'd seven. say that. Probably, probably a little more, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're way out. Mm -hmm. You're way out. Yeah. You must be in a stream there where they want that to carry to. It is a stream. It comes up through Michigan, the jet stream, and it loops just about where I am and goes oh, right gosh. back down to the States again. Well, you know, you've told me in the past when you talk about the spraying and you mm. talk about it often. Yeah. And, and they do spray here. Huh? But remember I said, well, the way you're describing it, it we don't get it like that. Mm -hmm. And you described it as mush. Yeah. That, that, that the sky just gets filled with, like, mush. Mm -hmm. And um, when I saw the video, and folks, if you haven't seen it, um, you certainly, definitely will want to watch it. The first one Alan did is called Reality Check, if we have any new listeners. And if you haven't watched that one, uh, you will want to do it. And then, and then watch the casual conversation in the woods and then the last one I've watched that twice now mm -hmm. and when you called earlier this evening it, as I told you I was watching it again Alan uh -huh. uh, peeping through the clouds folks and the one I'm discussing right now uh, the, they, they were taking videos of, uh, uh, of the spraying the chemtrails and it's just Alan it's Oh, it's just more yeah. that you said it was. Yeah, it's staggering. Yeah, and what they're Thank yeah because really what they're doing, as I say, they're um, around the Michigan area because it comes up through Ontario. They use it, they spray heavily there to, to carry a long distance. And at the top of the loop where I am, it, they spray heavily here because then it takes it down uh, through through eastern Ontario and down into Buffalo, New York area so they're, they're really covering a vast area with it that's why they spray in these two main Spraying particular spots yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty much overhead isn't it yeah very often uh, sometimes I've noticed if it's, if, just by the feedback you get from people if, if too many people are noticing it they'll start spraying off outside of the cities to, to the west and the westerly wind not near a city uh, no it's one to the north there but people in the cities I've noticed um, the clouds will trail over them and, and it means that they're using the westerly wind to bring it over the cities to try they're, they're being very sneaky about it in other words you know and look real sneaky to me. And then it's at sunset too. You'll see a lot of them beginning to spray into the sun, where it's hard to look. They do, yes, they do. Yeah. And that's a lot of times when the sun is setting. Mm -hmm. And if they're spraying just over the setting sun, yeah, you can see the black underneath the cloud. Yeah, in fact, sometimes you, you can see it coming through a cloud, a normal cloud. You see the straight line of the trail, and it's darker. Uh, because of the the metallic particles in it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're not supposed to notice. That we're probably, we're not supposed to even know about this. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's how audacious they are. I want to make it clear too that the entire video 
that we're discussing is not about the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the beginning of the video, but once again, uh, you do a, a dialogue mm-hmm. uh, as the thoughts roll mm-hmm. um, and it, uh, go back into ancient history yeah. and just bring it up to today. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing today, one of the things that I caught when you said, you know, all the laws, mm-hmm. crime, crime pre- you mentioned specifically at one point crime prevention, mm-hmm. and you said how how can they prevent crime because they've said themselves that anyone is capable of committing a crime. That's right. Well, and you know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Well, remember Anne Rand's Atlas Shrugged? Yeah. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's because they've made everything a crime. They've made everything a crime, and and it's uh, uh, that that was how the Soviet Union worked. In fact, uh, when they wanted to arrest someone, a citizen, for for political purposes or that something, they, they made what that person did a crime. Well, no, what they could do is just uh, watch them throughout the day because you'd break so many crimes just going to work oh, gosh. Uh, that they could pick you up on anything. And if they didn't want you, they'd let you go. You see. Yes. And that's why they've got so many laws on the books. Another thing that you said that really uh, hit home or struck me when you talked about uh, the fact that they control the legal system mm-hmm. and the illegal system. That's right, above and below. They, yeah. they control the criminal element, too. Yes. Uh-huh. The mafia. Uh-huh. Yeah, all, all sides of everything. That's how, how total the system is. And they use both of them when you see without it's true enough to govern in a totalitarian way. You can't have one without the other. They need to create the crime, to create the police force to watch the people on the on the prelude of of, of um, stopping crime. So they need each other, you see. And then to, to satisfy the citizens, the citizens sometimes they'll they'll make a, a strong um, say drug raids and, and show the public what they're doing. Uh, but they, they don't tell you about all the legal stuff that's shooting through in the meantime uh, while this PR stuff's going on. So they control both sides of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they certainly are worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them, and actually, every time you listen. And you know, I was thinking that tonight because I actually, this last time through, and I'm only about... Uh, I don't know, maybe 12, 14 minutes into it again. Mm-hmm. But as I was listening, the the questions keep coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I thought tonight, if I had written my questions down, we'd need three hours, Alan. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, we, we have to, you and I, besides on-air conversations, we have to have had hundreds of hours of conversation. Mm-hmm. And there are still times you'll say something that'll explode uh questions in my mind that lead from one thing to another to another and you know one of the questions I did write down uh, this was later on in the thing where you said it where you talked about and maybe you don't want to do what you did on the thing but just in this one instance uh, on the video when you talked about the aristocracy or the elite Mm -hmm. how they the, the priesthood Mm-hmm. And you said they refer to themselves as a priesthood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to perfect humanity? Yeah. Because, quote, God didn't do a good enough job? That's right. Well, the, okay, the word God, Alan, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's on purpose that the word God backwards spells dog. Oh, that's right. It's, that's what the dog priests used to be called. The, the God is dog, dog priest, yeah. Well... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so that's why they wear dog collars. They call them dog collars. So when they say they don't believe that God finished it, who are they talking about? Uh, what they're talking about really is is that uh, in their own inner religion, they have this this uh, thing called progress. That's part of their plan. It's called progress. And what they claim is because they are rebels, and they do everything through revolution. Now, most revolutions the public are generally unaware of, like the sexual revolution, the, the pop and rock revolutions, the feminist revolutions, uh, most of them are bloodless 
fairly so. In other words, they're, they're constantly changing society and upgrading it towards a destination, a pre-planned destination, and is to is to really um, perfect that which they claim is left imperfect, which is basically the population of the planet. But left imperfect by what and who? Uh, well, they talk about the one they rebelled against. Would that be creator, or they talk? It's something to do with that. They're never specific, but you always get the, the hints. Okay. I'm pretty certain that all holy books that mention this are put out by them from the beginning, and they give us little clues, but they warp it a little, a little bit, and make us serve them, you know, um, in the process. But there's always these these hints of uh, being somehow being imprisoned here. And, and that uh, this is their world, therefore, through their own intellect, they will, they will break out of this prison through science. And they, they wrote more about this in the 1500s than the 1700s. They're in prison here? Basically, yeah. Is that what they say, Alan? Yeah, and that's why they gave us um, a story of, of a fall of, of a deity and an army, you know, uh, behind the deity. Here? That's pretty well it. how you have fallen? Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And you see, one-third fell with them, you know, this army. One-third of the, mm -hmm. what, spiritual beings? Yeah, but, yeah, they claim about two million. Oh, you, they actually have numbers. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's like, you know, the, the Talmud claims to know the exact time and date. Oh, yeah, yeah. God created the universe. That's right. But, um... But what, 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 I, what, I, I, because I don't know all of their codes and et cetera... Uh, that's why I was asking you this when they say well they're perfecting what God left un unfinished uh, imperf imperfect is the word imperfect imperfect yeah. yes are they referring to Lucifer they're referring to, to the people that were, that were basically here the, the, the natural people but who do they think created the, the natural people uh, oh, they, they, still, they still under they believe there's a creator. They what? They still believe that there's a creator there. Okay. But uh, they, they rebelled against the same one. In other words, they know that Lucifer is not creator. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. But Lucifer is their God. But they believe that Lucifer, and also themselves, and everyone who takes on the high secret societies, or, or goes into them, believes that they themselves can attain that same power of godhood through pure will and intellect. They can achieve godhood and be the equivalent of that, you see. And so what they always claimed is that they could break out of the prison through science, through the use of science. And what they've been doing all this time is using the populations to work through their sciences for them. When they break through, where do they think they're going? Oh, probably forever, just, uh, just going through the planets all over the place and uh, sucking them dry, no doubt, and, you know, carrying on. There was a poem written back in the 1920s, I think, and uh, it was along those lines that eventually they would leave the planet and leave the earth spinning uh, like a burned-out cinder in its wake as they went on to the next one, then the next one, and the next one. Yeah. Under the guise of, of loving everything and nature and so on, it's nonsense. All these laws are passed to put us in a prison. And and uh, they can reproduce anything right now through through cryogenics and, uh, and genetic manipulation. They can reproduce anything on this planet, and they've even had programs on public broadcasting uh, services about it. They've shown us these huge arcs where they have all the DNA of every living creature, plant and animal and insect, and they they, they admitted that they, they can. Uh, they can bring them out of cryogenics after many years and even use different hosts uh, as the carriers to bring them to term. So these guys don't give a damn about nature. It's just to put us in a, in a box that, that all these laws are passed, you know? Yeah, well, the prison that they have made besi besides the fact that somehow they just own people's minds. Mm -hmm. But, of course, it is said that the mind is the gateway to the soul yeah uh, because they're imprisoning souls aren't they Alan yeah this is, be, this is be, they imprison souls and they also use uh, 
our wrong choices for their own benefit. Our wrong choices, mm, good way to put it. Because we, we tend to do their wars for them, we battle for them down through the ages. Uh, we, we actually kill and die to bring around an agenda. And once our agenda's over, then we will be pretty well wiped out. Because we only, we only have a function to these people and nothing else. Yes. You know, that's all we are is a function. And, and the other thing is too, you see, if we cannot master ourselves individually, then these people will master us for us. Uh-huh. And that's the other key to it. Because we're so willing to go off and slaughter at the drop of a hat. Uh, we don't even really need a good reason to do it. And young men, of course, full of hormones and, and tribal instincts have been used forever for this purpose. They never recruit guys, you'll notice, uh, uh, 40 and up. Because they're too wise. But when you're, when you're 18, you're invincible. Yeah, today, they're not, though, Alan. And they are recruiting. You know, I have uh, read that they have actually talked of upping the drafting age to 38. Uh, they, they made exceptions for undertakers up to 59. Uh-huh. You know. But uh, for young guys who go off and do this stuff, um, uh, all you need is bodies, really. You need bodies. And you need bodies that don't think they'll ever die. And, and, men, and men and women at 18 can't imagine death. Right. It's always going to be, it doesn't happen in the movies. The good guys always win. And, and the bad guys can never shoot straight. Yeah. And if this game's been played down through the ages forever, they, they used to have dramas in the British Empire, traveling shows where these, these plays were written about wars, either in Africa or somewhere, anywhere where the empire was striking out. And they'd put these, these shows on, and, and uh, they'd, they'd give cut rates for teenagers, t- t- teenage men, to get in. And it was all uh, uh, noble, and, and uh, it was all hero stuff, and and uh, the good guys always won, and, and he always got his fair lady. And this is the kind of stuff they fed them for centuries, and they still do today. You take a young person at the bottom uh, strata of society that has no no almost no dignity at all. He's ignored by everyone. No power of any kind. Uh, very little chance of getting ahead in life, as they call it. And um, and you put a uniform on them, and suddenly your own country uh, treats you as though you're a brand new being. Yeah, right. The uniform. You see, uh, uh, this has been used for thousands of years. The same technique. And these are sciences. They understand the science of the mind, and they know the sciences of the mind, and, and they know how it changes the older you get. So they can hit you at any age group according to whatever they want to hit you with to make you respond. And even advertising companies know these techniques very well, uh, how, to, how to hit even children at six years old or five to nag their parents to do something or, or, or teenagers to, to join up, you know. So this is this is instant status and res- instant respect, um, and all you have to do is go wherever you're, go- you're told to go and kill people. And they always dehumanize the enemy, of course. And it's, uh, now the, the same techniques to be used. Dehumanize the enemy. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That, that, uh huh. Yeah. Somebody that really, in fact, is not an enemy. Yeah. Now you take you, now you take the, the, the double think of all this. See, logic is like mathematics. Two and two must always add up to the same number. Now, now here you have a society where if you say any ethnic slur, you end up in, with, with a fine or prison or something because you've got to get cooperation in society. People have to get along. But you put them in a uniform and you can get people from all ethnic groups in that one army and then tell me, hate this other group over there. And it's okay to go off and kill them. See, so something's wrong here. This double think, this Orwellian double think. Uh, and if you kill someone in your own society, you end up on a murder charge. But if you go over and become a sniper and assassinate people at long range, um, you get medals for it. But what's wrong with this picture here? How come we're so easily manipulated? And well, the reason is is through indoctrinative uh, techniques and, and the perfect understanding of our minds. 
and, and the young teenagers this is ancient science that's been used for thousands of years on how to get young people and train them to go off and kill and still teach them it's all right to do so yeah and yet we like to call ourselves progress we're progressing in society uh, to this fantastic utopia which they claim exists uh, or will exist and in every century that we go on we slaughter more and more millions than, than the previous one and they call this progress there's something wrong here well of course there's something wrong yeah but not for them it's the perfect plan for them yeah there's something wrong to somebody who's sane and yet, and yet at the same time the use of flaw in humanity where we have either been gulled into believing the system is real and genuine with all of this double speak and double think or else we have an inherent problem here where individually we mustn't let ourselves be conquered by these people who know how to use ourselves our age the tribal instincts to go off and slaughter other people because we never benefit from it the public never in any country where it's conquered or, or, or the winners or whatever you never win only a small group win in this whole strategy here it's like Henry Kissinger said in, in the last days the book written uh, by Woodward and, and, and Bernstein about uh, the Vietnam War when, he, when Kissinger was asked about the troops that were still there and he says what about them he says, he says the troops are just dumb stupid animals to be used for foreign policy now, now here is the monster telling you the truth Alan where, where did he was that actually in an article were they quoting him it was in a book okay in a book okay they said that this is what he said yeah he was talking to a bunch of reporters after the main interview and they asked him you know that question and, and that was his reply uh, and, and now he was telling the truth because young people who are drilled they're drilled these are all mining technology terminologies they use as well it's masonic because the whole military system is masonic and you do square bashing on the square and all that kind of stuff but and your uniform your one form you, you stop being individuals and you become one you act as one and you do what you're told and, and so it's all masonic you see and their symbols and rituals are actually masonic and um and they they train you not to be an individual anymore they give you a whole new set of values and, and um and tell you to obey instantly without thinking now that's what all masons are told that when a superior gives you a command as a mason you, you will obey the order without question and put all moral reservation or judgments to the side you will simply carry it all of these things are masonic and people should question themselves why every army on the planet has the same types of uniform the same types of drilling on, on the square and marching and, and you go back to the ancient uh, stellas of Egypt and Sumer even and you look at the, the, the pharaohs there and, and any of the statues you always see the left foot forward because that's the beginning of the journey by the left quick march yeah by the left quick march uh, this has been done for thousands oh, yeah, of years that's even when they count cadence yeah your left your left your left right left. that's right so uh, this is an ancient science by ancient oh, priesthoods that are understood and are right up to date and we're still doing them yet because they'll never let go of science which works and they understand this perfectly yeah and you have the same type of do they actually think there's some kind of a power it's a symbol it's a symbol of their of their dominance oh, symbol of it okay if you go to the Luxor and you look at the temple or, or the pillars of, of um, Isis and Osiris uh, Isis is the mother and it, it's not a person it's, it's their church collectively it's their church and they are Osiris the body of the church and, the, and an inscription for Isis that says I am Isis I come from a perfect wonderful egg nothing that exists uh, exists without me Every, from a what? a beautiful egg, egg. egg. Yeah. okay and that oh thank you for uh, that's where it comes from because 
the Easter mm-hmm. uh, Ishtar yeah. is Isis, right? Uh-huh. Another name for Isis. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and I remember reading that that's why we have Easter eggs. That's right. Because it really Easter, the time when Easter is is the celebration of the what creation of Ishtar hatching out of her egg. And what it means that all things within the world, the, the physical system. Uh, come out of the mother in other words this high 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 occultic church that's what it means they are the body the members are the body they are Osiris they are the body collectively of the church which is the mother as allegories for their system so Isis is everything in their system which is basically everything (laughs) yeah and so everything in their system which is orderly and marching is orderly you see um, starts off with Isis by the left quick march uh-huh. Yeah. But I, because the female is left, she is she is called sinister, and and knighthood sinister. Would you spell that? Sinister, as as in as something. Sinister. Yeah. The woman is sinister. Yeah, and, and knights you'll find Dexter is the right, and sinister is the left, and that's why they, because they don't like women. You see, that that the, the females are sinister. Yeah. You know, you you got talking one time like you didn't like women too well either. <laughs> You were saying women were the cause of all the problems in this world. No, what I've said is that they understand that through 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 Eve. Okay, that's well, well, you know what? We, uh-huh. we, let's pick this up. Yeah. I don't want you to get started, and then we're going to get cut off. Yeah. Uh, we we're going to be taking a break here. Mm-hmm. At, well, right now, and folks, uh, so remember what we're on here, Alan. Yeah. Okay, and we'll be back with you, folks, in just about two minutes. With Alan, what? And Jackie Petru. Okay, Alan, we were talking about Ishtar, and then I mentioned mm-hmm. that you had made a, a, one time on the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sounded like one of them. Not really, but that you that women uh-huh. were uh, a source of the problems in this world. No, they're, they're not a source. They're, they're understood, and because they're understood... Uh, the higher priesthood have always said that they will bring uh, fruition to their plan through the female. Okay. And that's what the whole allegory of Eve is all about. Uh, is the, the nature of, of the woman. Now Caesar himself uh, said that um, uh, to take over a country uh, you put fear into the people the women complain and want security and then you offer them security, food, etc. and they'll come to you. Now Stalin did the same thing. So did Lenin. So do you see that that's true in your own... Oh yeah, it's a natural thing. I watch it on the surveys on television. Even even when when there's, there's uh, uh, things the, the, the government actually wants done, they'll have these interviews on the street type of thing. Uh-huh. And they'll ask the women what they want. And the women always say there should be a law about this or there should be a law about that or whatever. And it's always what the government wants. So in other words, women naturally look for security, you see. Uh-huh. And, and Hitler did the same thing. He says all our propaganda must be aimed at the woman who wants food for herself, her family, peace and security. And he says, then we'll follow the children, and then must follow the man. And he was basically quoting Caesar. Because it's an ancient understood mechanism. And you'll notice today, well, even after 9-11, when they had uh, the surveys on the street, the usual thing, uh, would you give up your, your, your freedom for security? And the polls that came out here in Canada... Uh, reflecting the states, actually, they're from the, the states, showed about 90, about 88 or 90 percent of women agreed, yeah. according to them, uh, that they would give up freedom for security. So these are techniques which are understood. They know how to manipulate the male because of his nature. They, under, they know how to, under, to manipulate the female because of hers. And they also knew, know how to manipulate the teenagers. Uh, of both sexes right down to the pre-puberty children it's an art in every section yeah Uh, so this is understood yeah they've they've, I've got a report I read this several years ago and it was very frightening 
uh, re- a, a report on brain research, uh-huh. and that they were talking very technically about the synapses and how at birth, from birth to about seven years old, uh-huh. they said that, that, that the synapses, like a, it's, it's like there's explosions uh-huh. going on in the child's brain. Uh-huh. And then it's uh, maybe seven or age nine, I think it's well between there, that it slows down to more of a normal pace. Of course, there's always constant learning as we're growing, but uh, think about those pathways that are being made in those babies' brains, mm-hmm. Alan. Yeah, and... and know exactly what they're doing. It's a road well-traveled, you might say. That's what the, the, the pathways are. But but if you um, take these sciences that were understood in the days of, of the ancient Greeks and, and uh, uh, the Egyptians before them... Um, Plato talked about this coming time even in his writings in the Republic. He talked about his, uh, the creation of the perfect Republic with a dominant minority at top, with the guardian class, and then the, the strata of bureaucracy, and then the military class. And he said towards the end that he would bring in the women into the military uh, who will fight alongside the men. Now that's in 2,000, you know, 300 and, odd years ago. And here in the U.S., mm-hmm. there have already been, I, I believe, congressional uh, debates on, you know, when they're talking about reinstituting the draft mm-hmm. uh, with the women. Uh, there was mm-hmm. uh, there was a bill that uh, didn't get passed here, mm-hmm. but the bill was. Um, if it had been passed, any young child who goes to get a driver's license mm-hmm. has to sign up for the draft yeah. at the same time or they don't get a driver's license. Mm-hmm. And it said men and women. And then yeah. when a new version of it came out, it just said, uh, I think it mentioned male. So th- there must have been a heck of an uproar at that time. Mm-hmm. But I... You can see it coming, can't you? It's coming as planned, yeah. and they must have a military class where they'll inbreed the male and the female for a period of time, because this isn't, isn't forever, uh, to, to make sure they breed the, the offspring in a military environment mm-hmm. to take care of the people. This is all, again, old science. And getting back to the crime thing, mm-hmm. it's a crime to drive without a state driver's license, uh-huh. and... Uh, Yet, to use that as a tool to get young people to register for the draft. Yeah, and that's what they all want is a driving license. They want a car, they want to drive, you know. Mm-hmm. The new bill had a thing at the bottom of it, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that passed, Alan, yeah. but there was a, a box that you could have at the bottom yeah. that mm-hmm. said, do you want to use this as, you know, your application? as registration of the draft, yes or no. Mm-hmm. And it said that the draft, you have to register at such and such an age anyway because it is the law. It mm-hmm. isn't the law. Mm-hmm. It isn't the law because here in the U.S., the draft registration, quote, law, I forget what title, maybe Title 52, it is not positive law, mm-hmm. which means that it is not law. Maybe if you live in Washington, D.C., or the territories, you would have to, mm-hmm. but it is not actual law. I, I wanted to say this as we're talking because the thoughts are in my mind for any of our new listeners. If you have children or you know people with children, um, have them not register for the draft. Have them not register. It is not a law. I've, I've got uh, the thing that they mail out to young people, and they do say, well, you have to do it. And one of the frequently asked questions is, what happens if I don't register? It says, you may be fined, mm-hmm. you know, so much money. Mm-hmm. You may be. That's because it isn't the law. It doesn't say you shall be. Yeah. And then it says, you will not be able to get government grants if you don't register for the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, to hell with government grants. Uh, anybody that's listening to this right now, if anybody you know, in fact... Um, a, a, a friend's son was here helping me today. He's going to turn 16 um, very shortly. And uh, I talked to him seriously about it uh, for that reason. And he said, well, I can't because I'm the last of my family line. I said, then tell all your friends, Michael. 
Mm-hmm. Tell all of your friends. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, we're living under uh, commercial law. And when that young person signs that draft thing, they are held to what they are told is a contract. Mm-hmm. And yet, you have to be 21 years old to sign a contract. Don't you find that interesting, Alan? Well, everything is chronology, con being the priest. It's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, that's the world we live in. It's, it's coercion by threat, and then ultimately the use of force to back it up. And that's how the herd are managed, and always have been, really. But I think it's a sad, sad thing, you know, um, when you look at what they've done. Uh, I mean, they've done their best through the unisex movement that began in the 60s, that the same clothing stuff, all this kind of thing, that were all, all the same. And then, of course, the American Psychological Association uh, did their politically correct agenda and said, well, girls only play with dolls because, because they're, they're taught to do it, you see. And they're really the same as guys. And this is all a big, big pre-planned uh, thing done back in the early 1900s through experiments through special schools like Bertrand Russell's when they planned to, to destroy the family, uh, destroy marriage, uh, and all other things that they'd used actually up until then for their own benefit for a post-industrial society. And I think it was Carl Gustav Jung, uh, the psychiatrist, who was way beyond Freud, um, he actually visited America in the, the late 40s, early 50s, and he said... This was who, Alan? Uh, Young, Carl Young. Oh, Carl Young, okay. He said uh, when the female loses her eros, you know, her, her natural femininity, when the female loses her eros and begins to emulate males, then that society will plummet to the ground. Yes, you know... Uh, and he said America was leading the charge there. Yes, was that you, they talked about that in uh, the the um, new age, uh, new order of the barbarians, mm. and this one again is for our listeners at sweetliberty.org. Uh, in the in the shadow government section, if you haven't read it, new order of the barbarians, and they said the exact thing that you're talking about, and how they were going to take that. Would you did you call it eros mm-hmm. from a woman? They were going to get rid of uh, baby dolls and go to different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the 60s, out came the Barbies. Yeah. Okay, Alan, I was going to... Well, Barbies for a barbarian, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, well, uh, thank you. The mm-hmm. whole thing is she's a uh, grown-up, buxom, you know, with big buns mm-hmm. doll. Yeah. And she's got a boyfriend, okay, plus, you know, Oliver, uh, whatever. The point is, little girls... This is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think the maternal instinct is a natural thing and can be taken out of the mother? Yeah. I think so, too. You know why? Because you see it today. It's been written about uh, long ago by the... Yeah, Alan. Carl Quigley wrote about it in Tragedy and Hope. He, he said that after the World War II, into the early 50s, he said... Now, he's a professor who was an advisor to, to, to uh, various consulates for the U.S., a uh, bigwig, a guy who, who chose Rhodes Scholars for, for world government to get sent to Britain. He, he chose Bill Clinton to go over. Uh, when they say something, you listen to their words carefully because they don't waste words. They say what they mean and they mean what they say. And he said, he said an extraordinary thing, extraordinary thing happened to women young women he said he said they suddenly suddenly began to mature physically sexually far more quicker than ever done before in other words he's telling you that something extraordinary had been introduced into society yeah. and it was through the inoculations etc yeah. and, and and because of that they would race ahead of the young males well, but it also would make them more aggra- it would make them more aggressive as well uh-huh. and that's what we see when I go back, you know, when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. we had baby dolls, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I had a, I remember, I think I was in the fourth grade, and that was all I wanted for Christmas. It was a newborn baby doll, and I got that doll for Christmas, and for the next Christmas, I got a buggy for her, and Grandma made clothes for her, and that was my baby, and... um 
you know, when my girls were little, I wanted them to play with dolls. Mm -hmm. And I got them baby dolls. And I'd go in their rooms, you know, to straighten up and whatever, and I'd find their dolls laying on the floor, you know, all tumbled. And I'd pick those dolls up and I'd wrap them up in, in their little blanket and put them in their little cradle. <laughs> I said, Mom, I, I feel like not a fool, but it's so natural to do that. You know, she says, it's just your maternal instinct, honey. <laughs> See, Jody was my firstborn. And out came the Barbie dolls. Yeah. And I got her Barbie dolls because I had no clue, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, no wonder she didn't want to play with baby dolls. Yeah. And, they're, and, then they're, and I, I noticed that this happened to all the little girls. I wanted a dollhouse when I was little. I had a friend that had a dollhouse. And I would play for hours. And I, that was one of the first things when Jody was old enough. She, she wasn't interested in a dollhouse. Mm-hmm. You know? I got her, I got her little clotheslines and clothespins and little t-shirts. She played with those things because I played with them with her. But as they got older, uh, they just weren't interested. That, and, and it is not just my two girls. It's women today. Mm-hmm. How they, they're they, even when they're there with their children, mm-hmm. and I see it with my neighbors, with my friends here. Their children are almost like a nuisance to them. Well, here's the, the key to it. See, they knew, they knew that, and, and this is true, ask anybody who's been in a war, um, who does a soldier cry out for when he's dying? It's not his dad. Mama. And, and you see, the motherly instinct is a counter to the male, the, the young male who's more aggressive. Uh-huh. And, and they had to do their best to destroy that because uh-huh. history primarily was taught from mother to child. And he would, John Dewey mentioned that they'd have to eliminate this contact between the, the, the mother and the child to get racial harmony throughout the world um, because most history is taught through... See, the, the children don't really bond with the father uh, till they're, they're, they're sometimes quite high up in the teens uh-huh. and it, because the father's instinct is different from the mother's. Well, in the past, too, it used to be this way. The mom was home taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. Dad was out earning the basics. But it's also easier for a child to talk to the mother. Okay. As far easier for communication-wise. Because, because of her receptivity. and Yeah. And a, a male tends not to bond so quickly until they're actually adult. Okay. That's when the male kicks in, yeah. Okay. So, so they understand this, and they had to destroy that. And, and now... Of course, uh, it was interesting, a recent survey that was done to do with universal child care that they pushed in Canada, and uh, they found that the vast majority of women were demanding uh, as their right that the state basically pay for, for mandatory daycare and all the rest of it. Yes, yes. So, so there you go. You're, you're right. That bond has been sever- severed. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And that was intentional, and uh, uh, the people who go along with it have no idea of the, the big sciences that, that are motivating them. Yeah. You know, you might want to link the New Order of Barbarians at your website. Mm. Because I'm telling you, Alan, they said it all. They even told this Dr. Richard Day, mm. he even told how they would do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I started reading the first transcript, I got about... I think a transcript of the first half of the first of three tapes mm-hmm. that that, that Dr. Dunnigan did. Yeah. I, I, I kept gasping as I was reading it because you could see it. Mm-hmm. You, you could see everything he was talking about back in 19-whatever, 60-something. Mm-hmm. Today, you can see it all. Yeah. And they did it. Even to the point of people stopping buying Made in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're going to start making chintzy cars. Little things like, you know, the door handle will fall off. Yeah. And people will get so fed up with it, they'll start buying foreign cars. Mm-hmm. But, 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 you see, the, the thing is, too, what I've never fooled myself on either. You see, I, I have never looked upon this system as being mine. Uh, and the one that I'm born into is being mine. I've always known that we had no say in this system. Yeah. The system is theirs. All they're doing is upgrading their system for a new era for the next phase of the plan. Yeah, well, see, you came in with some very... Uh, you came in with knowings. Mm-hmm. I came in with some knowings, not the same kind you did, but uh, because 
that I, as I've told you, that's why I believe I can relate to our listeners. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this world and this life that we live as a system, Alan. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't even see it as a quote system. Mm-hmm. It was just life, you know. And, uh, That's what I'm saying. And, and all mammals, they look towards uh, the parent for danger signals of, of any other creatures and so on. If the, if the parent doesn't warn them, that mammal uh, will go up quite happily to its worst enemy and be, and be eaten. Now, if your parents have been brainwashed, and most of them were, uh, they don't know to pass it on to the child and say, look, I know the world appears this way, but here's the real story. You see, so so the child grows up clueless, and and it's, it's like Lenin said, you know, there are, there's a thousand paths that the society could take, uh, but the public mustn't know this. They must think the one they were born into, every generation is born into, is a natural development. Yes. Yeah. So this this has always been perfectly well understood. Yeah. And of course, religion had a big big role to play uh, down through the years. Uh, and keeping this order together for this particular elite. Well, you know, the sad thing is, uh, I, from things that I've learned in these past 12, 13 years, uh, and, and, and documents and writings and things that I have, there was a time in this country when people were, quote, politically involved. Mm-hmm. And they actually believed they had a say in their go- in the government, Alan. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. You see, I saw that as I was reading those. What a shame it is today that nobody is involved. Mm-hmm. And yet, those people then that were so involved, contacting congressmen and interacting and da 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 da, they uh, believed in America, as I did up until not too many years ago and uh, and all of the activities that they were involved in they were supposed to be involved in it because there has to be opposition to move the plan forward That's right. and the whole pathetic thing is that America itself or not America the U.S. was without a doubt was founded to do exactly what it is today. Yeah. And do you know what I saw? And I've got a big satellite dish, and I was going through the satellite guide. Do you know they have a movie out called, listen to this, Team America World Police, uh, yeah. Alan. Mm-hmm. It's for children. Mm-hmm. I should watch it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really yeah. should watch it just to see. You know, you watch those kinds of movies mm-hmm. because you want to see what they're doing. Uh, and I look at it and I say, oh, my God, and I just want nothing to do with it. But we really should watch movies like that, shouldn't we? Yeah, they, they do indoctrinate us through movies uh, into the possibility that this will come. Once you accept the possibility through fiction, uh, you're more apt to accept it when it comes into reality. But Team America World Police is here today, Alan. Yeah, well, the, the U.S. Uh-huh. the world police today. That's right. Yeah. Well, the, the head of NATO in 1956, he was a Frenchman, and he put a book out on this very topic. He said America has taken over as the world police, but they will have a couple of minor wars, then fail towards the end. Then the universal society will kick in, and and there'll be a universal police force. So they understood this. The, nothing happens in, in society in the system without the, their go-ahead, basically, no. their planning. Yeah. Nothing but but through through predictive programming, uh, we are gradually shaped. Our, our minds are shaped towards what's to come next and what next did, and next. Uh, did you hear talking about predictive programming? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the uh, docudrama? I think that NBC did. It was about the bird flu. Yeah. Did you hear about it? Uh, we had one here in Canada about a month or six weeks I ago. I it was the same one. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I, I don't get the networks, but Jeff said that he watched about the first five minutes of it uh-huh. downstate there. And he said he couldn't watch it. I said, you should have watched it. I would like somebody, if somebody taped it, I'd love to have a tape of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what he said in the first five minutes mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie? Uh, there was... an. Uh, an Arab, Arab person 
at an airport with a suitcase in his hand. And then the play kit. And, and evidently this thing was billed by the network as this is ahead of the headlines. So uh, whatever they did in this uh, production uh, led the American people, people who were watching it, led them to believe that there is going to be a plague and that there are going to be millions dying mm-hmm. and they're probably pushing the vaccines like a son of a gun. Uh, they're also conditioning the public and how to respond if they ever say it's, it's hit uh, through stay at home, uh, do what you're told. Uh, okay, did, you, did you see it or did you hear about it? Yeah, yeah, they had a docudrama. They used real people from the UN with the actors as well okay. to, to mix it all together to try and get this home to us and, and train us, oh, uh, just like they trained the British public well, before World War II. The beginning of the movie, yeah. the hatred uh-huh. they are promulgating against Arabic people, the mm-hmm. Muslims, yeah. uh, they're at the very beginning of the movie to imprint mm-hmm. in everybody's brain, uh-huh. because probably somewhere in this movie, they don't know how the thing started, the plague, uh-huh. but in everybody's mind, they knew because they saw that Arab at the airport. Mm-hmm. The Arab terrorist, Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I know. It's, it's pathetic what they, 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 they throw in our faces, but it's also pathetic how the public swallow it subconsciously. Uh, that's the scary part, because well, they are the conditioned. Pathetic, the real yeah. pathetic part to me, because uh-huh. I'm always relating back to myself mm. when... I, I may have at one time watched something like that mm. and believed it if I hadn't begun to learn what I began to learn. Mm-hmm. It's like I told you, Alan, during the, quote, Six-Day War. Yeah. I looked at the newspaper laying on the table. I saw the headlines. It was over. Israel won. Mm-hmm. And I said, isn't that cool? That little tiny country. Mm-hmm. But what's really pathetic to me are people who are told and don't hear. Well, well, you see, they, they, they do, and this is Brzezinski was quite right. They've trained the public uh, that that um, you don't have to reason things out for yourself. The media is there to do it for you. It's there to reason for you and give you your conclusions. We have about thirty seconds. Hmm. So yeah. do a commercial for. Uh, oh, commercial, yeah. Well, people want to see the website. You should look into uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's lots of uh, downloadable stuff there for free. And those who want to help out uh, can uh, send something to Jason. His, his uh, address is on the... Get the address because it's there at the website. That's right. Because mm. we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but folks, if you haven't, go over to the website. And of course, sweetliberty.org. Good night, Alan. Good night. If you'd like to get a-